You're listening to episode six of the Tried and True with Caroline podcast. This is a place to chat about how aligning your daily wellness routine, mindset, and self-care contribute to building meaningful businesses and relationships while curating an empowered and fulfilling life. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy, and learning to balance all of the things is another story, but it's worth it. Through these podcasts, my goal is to bring creative conversations to the table that empower, enlighten, and elevate your workspace wherever you are listening. If you are looking for a place that's going to support that big dream of yours, replace your doubt with, you gotta do this thing, know that progress is better than perfection, and momentum is magic, you're in the right place. And you know that thing you keep looking for that you believe is going to change everything? I've got news for you. If you're still looking for it, I have your answer. Go and look in the mirror. You are the answer. I believe that the messages we hear are never a coincidence. And when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So if this sounds like your sort of conversation, I've got a seat reserved just for you. Learn from the past, be wildly curious in the now, and blaze a new trail to the future. Your time is now, my friend. Welcome and thank you for joining me. On today's episode, I'm talking with award-winning photographer Susan Torregosa from Studio T Photography here in Orlando, Florida. Susan is a brilliant photographer. She's well-crafted. She knows so much about photography. Susan shares her take of what it's like to be behind the lens. And she also gives us some wisdom on what it's like to be a luxury brand photographer. So without further ado, let's get this show started. Thank you. Yay. Thanks, Caroline. I'm so happy to have this chat with you. You like that? You like that? Do you feel like you're Yes, yes, I do. I want it all the time. (laughs) That's awesome. I think my first question is, how did you come across photography? Or was it something that you have done like your whole career? Or is this a second career? Or how did you come across photography? So I went to college at UF, Go Uh Gators. And uh, eventually, of course... They make you declare a major, which I didn't know what that was going to be. So I basically picked my entire life's work from the catalog at UF. And um, I, I looked through and I was like, well, fine arts, that sounds cool. And then I'm like, photography? I've always liked photography. <laughs> so I picked that as my major, fine art photography. So uh, yeah, it was, it was very cool. I've always been like a magazine junkie, love fashion imagery have always like from probably 10 years old really enjoyed looking at magazines but I've had never considered it as a career until I was forced to select a career (laughs) and um, I've really done nothing else since yeah so if you liked fine arts and you liked you know magazines and fashion and did you do any kind of um, uh, like photography work like with magazines or you know, any of that? So I, I do still work with magazines, but now, but it's, they're local neighborhood magazines where I get to go in and um, help a family design 
a family portrait that's going to be used on the cover and then they have this gorgeous highly styled beautifully retouched uh fine art piece that then they have the option to purchase that you know for their home and that's what most people do um gives them a time in their life to slow down enough to do a family portrait because most families kind of intend on it oh i know we need to do one but then life goes by well this kind of makes them stop and take a moment and, and have that created but um Another area that I get to use that sort of fun, fashion-inspired, um, which is kind of one of my taglines that, that whatever I do, I like to have fashion-inspired on there. Um, high school seniors, graduating seniors, college, they get to come and do these amazing sessions where they're changing clothing three to five times, different backgrounds. I'm giving them the guided posing and everything. And that's been so fun. And I have been photographing seniors for like... 30 years it's been a really long time <laughs> but um I still love it and I do inspiration boards mood boards um I work with them to create these and this new line called um lovely and, and those are contemporary beauty portraits that we just now uh, showcase on the site in the last week that allows all women to enjoy that type of portrait session so I'm super excited uh, because why should only graduating people have all the fun <laughs> so this new line yeah it includes hair and makeup and uh, guided posing and lots of outfits and beautiful uh, print products from Italy it's just a, a really fun thing that I'm very excited to start so yeah, all of that kind of revolved around my the aesthetics that I've enjoyed uh, all my life. That's really neat. When I was gathering the information for the podcast and I went wanted to make sure I got, you know, the the website name right and everything. So I went to the website and and those pictures are beautiful. Uh, it made me it made me really, of course, want to have some of those photos done. Oh, thank you. Especially there's a black and white one. You know the black and white one that you have that's in, <laughs> like, when you you're will. looking at the website, I think she's up in the corner to the left. It's, it's like so crisp. I mean, just, I'm like, how did her mm -hmm. lipstick come out so, like, it, it look, it's, it's so perfect that I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's almost like the Madonna Vogue. Remember the Madonna Vogue? Uh, what are you looking at? That's what that picture reminds me oh, of. Oh, I love that. Stunning. Yes. Absolutely yes. stunning. So, mm -hmm. yes. Caroline needs to do some of those black and white. Yes. Thank you. Well, one of... You got to... Oh, and you're going to be amazing in that. But one of the big advantages and super cool things is that anybody that does this gets the kind of retouching Madonna would have gotten. <laughs> you know? Like, everything is beautifully finished and retouched, just like your celebrity. Celebrity style... Uh, portrait session what if somebody wants to um like they don't live here like let's say they live in miami or they live in texas or they live in wherever they just contact you and book and mm -hmm. sure sure i have people yeah they come in yeah that happens um i have people call from different states they're going to be in orlando uh, and they were looking to do maybe some branding photography or they needed new business portraits or, you know, whatever type of portrait. And they, it's kind of fun to do that in a destination. So they'll call and arrange that in advance and we'll do the consultation 
um, and they'll have all the clothing ready and, and then do it while they're here. Um, and it's, it's really fun. It's a great um, side trip to your Orlando vacation. Right. Yeah, that's very cool. And to have a wonderful photographer here is perfect, which is you. So awesome. All right. Oh, so, <laughs> all right. So now that we, all right. So you, you went to school for photography. Um, what would you say is the easiest thing about being a photographer? Easiest thing. I guess that'd be just having fun during a session. I mean, you know, um, I feed off the energy of who's in front of me. And then, I mean, I, I mean, to tell you the truth, when mm -hmm. I leave for a session or I'm about to do a session, I'll often be like, you know, God, just help me to show this person, you know, how you see them through me. You know, like I want to show how amazing people really are because we're always down on mm -hmm. ourselves. Uh, I think it's really important to be able to lift people up through this. Um, this whole process and part mm -hmm. of it is the experience of being photographed you know being cared for having someone take the time to look and find your best angles right. to let you know when to move your arm and let you know when to turn a little bit and that they're always watching to see what your best angle is they've got your back <laughs> so mm -hmm. wow and you know that is no you know you would not think that that photography work is, is like that. Like you would just assume, you know, we're just going to, you know, go take a picture and, and, you know, going back to what you were saying about the family photos, oh I gosh. honestly, this is going to sound really bad, but I don't remember when we all like my kids and my, we all took a whole family photo. Yeah. Maybe at my mom's house, like, I don't know how many years ago, but that's, that probably should be on the, that's on my list too, because, you know, it really, when you think about it, there there is kind of like a, a spiritual. <laughs> okay, that's on your list, that to, have, to be able to slow down, <laughs> get everybody dressed up, and stop for a moment in time to capture. And you know, I've never looked at it that way, ever. So thank you for for bringing that to my attention, because mm -hmm. I've never really looked at a family photo like that. And now that you, yeah. you know, kind of shaking the, yeah. the jar a little well, bit it, that's awesome I'm yeah very cool <laughs> I have a friend who said and I quoted this somewhere who says um, your family portrait is the only place that your family will always be together like always <laughs> so that to me was like yes you're so right you know really everybody's the here and there and everywhere and the, but and the meaning but on your wall that, you know you there's can everyone together capture, at all times so it's you can cool. look at that photo and you can remember that space and time you can remember what someone said you remember what they were wearing you remember what the weather was that day you remember the song playing in the background like you can you can bring yourself back into that space oh, at yeah. any given moment and I, and I think that that's the beauty of, of the work is that it, it just, it reminds you of, you know, a place in time. Yeah. I don't think that we've, I, I've never looked at photography like that. So, you know what, this is really like bringing up some, you know, I don't know, things I've never thought of, which I don't, maybe right. other people have thought of them, but I've never really, I've never looked at it that way. And maybe the next time I go into... Um, 
a photo shoot, I'm going to bring that that kind of that's that's je ne I like quoi it. with me so that I I really can be in that vibe and and appreciate that space. And I don't think that people realize the like that you would be thinking of all of those things. Like when you were talking about, you right. know, I'm looking at you and I'm looking at your best light and your angle and where you, you know, how to photograph yeah. you. It's like you can see through all of the drama that we feel like we don't want to see. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like you see the beauty behind whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. I want, I want to see the real you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a, it is a vulnerable place. It's a very vulnerable place to, for, and I, and I understand that because I've, I've had to be on the other side of the camera, of course, as well. And you're basically, um, you know, you're, you're standing there in front of, what's that line in the movie that's like, I'm just a girl standing in front of a guy and blah, blah, blah. You are just standing there saying, okay, I'm leaving it in your hands. And, and then in the consultation, they've shared with me what's important to them in this session. Like when you, we were talking about your, you know, planning for your branding uh, portraits, we talked about your goals in your business and how these images could support that. And, you know, so then I come to the session that day with all this knowledge that helps me create what you need. So it's, it's a great, um, had you ever had a, a photo session before that? No. I mean, for my wedding, we did. It's been a long time since I had pictures done. And I think that's why I fought it so hard was because I know this is probably going to sound like bad, but you don't you don't like care to look at yourself like I, I'm not I've never been that person to like one. Oh, of, no, I think we all feel that way at times. You know, I'm not, I'm always running from a camera. I'm not doing selfies. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff. So for me to have to sit down or not to sit down, but for somebody to, you know, have to take a headshot. I mean, I was just like, gonna, well, maybe let's just do a headshot. And then we'll, and then you were like, no, we need to do some more branding stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what am I, <laughs> you mean I got to change and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, so. Make a plan. I am come up with so outfits. grateful. Yeah so grateful that I did that because you know what it's again it's something that that shows when people people want to see your personality I think it comes out in your photos and what you you know sure. what you resonate with and how you 100% how you carry yourself you know not everybody is going to do a picture with a crystal mm -hmm. like we did or a cowboy hat or just the little things that, right. that bring out or that make me who I am. And as the photographer, you're yeah, creative and do you, like that. And you allow yeah. me that space to have my own mm -hmm. persona. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. And I love that because that's what I feed off of. When you told me that how meaningful that cowboy hat was to you. Yeah, I was like, Oh, man, we got to do something with that. You know, and of course, I, as I learned about you and your work, and the crystals and all of that, I was like, Oh, and right away, my mind is thinking of where in your home, we could do those crystal images and the wall and the colors and how this would best be portrayed in the story of Caroline, because sto Caroline's story is what will attract the ideal clients to her. 
right? And 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 uh, and I think just like just like people who understand you and the way you photograph, exactly. that somebody that that wants to to bring themselves like their story and their um, creativity and their vibe, you're like the perfect person for that because you honor whatever that person brings. Right. And that's the beauty oh, of your thank work. you. I mean, that to me, I absolutely love that. I love, I love that. Okay, so you love being able to, you know, to, to meet people where they are and to photograph like that special space for them. And that's the easy part. So let's do the opposite. What's the hard part of your job? What's the hard part? Um, you know, it's been a lot of, there's been a lot of years that I've been doing this. So I would say, you know, in the beginning, you're learning technique. So just as if you were a painter, you're learning about different medias and your, your mediums and you're looking for the, your brushes that you end up liking the best. You know, you're, you, where do you like to paint, whatever. It's the same thing for photography. You're learning about cameras and you're learning about different uh, light modifiers like some are soft and some are harder and and when you use the different ones when is it best to use those different kinds of light to tell the story so in the beginning of your career you're really just you're experimenting you're trying to learn those things so as you move through your career you have all of this is in your mind now you've you've been doing it for for a long time now I can have the pleasure and liberty of being in the moment with you because I'm not trying to remember an f-stop or shutter speed or anything like that because I can almost move those things in and out like my own appendages right because it's been a, a long time of experiencing it so that's that's a big joy that sometimes I take for granted and and I'm brought back to that point when a new person comes and asks me some questions because they're struggling to show their vision so then you have to break it back down and be like, okay, right? Let's right. tell me about how you're working now, and then we just kind of work through that. And then, as you know, if somebody gets too many pieces of advice at once, might as well not have said anything <laughs> because they're not workable bites, you know. Um, so then it's breaking it down into something that's um, one to three things that they can actually apply and change in their life or in the their techniques to learn their portrait work. I guess that's that with with any genre of work. Uh, for it's they also have to learn something that like so my degree is in fine art photography. Never once mm -hmm. did they have a business course. So here you go, fledgling, go off into the world and make a living. Um, yeah, they don't give you any of those tools. So thank God I was introduced. Right right away to what was what's called a professional guild which most professions have some sort of so i was in the professional uh -huh. photographers of gainesville for three years while my husband finished his degree and i worked at two studios there and then we moved back to orlando and i right away joined the right. orlando professional photographers which is the central florida professional photographers and through there you're getting continual professional advancement you know and then through the um the national organization which is the ppa professional photographers of america i earned my uh, master's degree and my certification and my craftsman you know there are all these these levels that when you're 
you know, newer in the profession that you look towards and you want to accomplish. So that's a place that you can do that. And I imagine, you know, every profession has something like that. So I went through all of those programs and I have all of those degrees, um, more tools in your toolbox, right, you know, and right. things that you had to go through and learn to, to achieve those. But, mm-hmm. but what the big one being lots of business courses, like I jumped in pricing, how to price and stay in business. Like there's a lot right. of new people that are, they're just uh-huh. too inexpensive. And I know that's a wonderful thing for the consumer, but is it because they won't stay in business that way? You know, if it's not a viable plan, they're just spinning their wheels and then they're not, ultimately they won't be happy and in a place where they're available to do what's needed to be done for their clients. So I think the business aspect is difficult for creatives. Um, and, and, and a big <laughs> difficult thing is for women. Women have a hard time charging what they're worth. And, um, right. And I yeah. think this is a, this is a, this is an issue across the board, but keep going. Yeah. I, I mean, be, and I, I guess I was really lucky because in the beginning, I don't know if this is considered lucky or not, but, um, there were very few women in, um, professional photography in, in the, the areas that I was in. Uh-huh. So I didn't have a lot of women to look up to and to look at how they were doing things. Right. And um, so I just had the dudes, right? And so I just priced like they did and um, went from there. And then I didn't really question that. Whereas from what I hear now from a lot of people is, um, you know, that that's, that's a problem. They don't believe, have, um, their own self-worth is going into their business. And if their own self-worth is not there and they don't understand their contribution, they don't feel comfortable charging what they need to charge to, to stay a viable business. So, yep. I, I, I totally agree with that. And that's, and I think across the board, you know, well, I don't know about yoga, but you know, it's, it's so, it's so easy for, women to feel that we, you know, the worthy issue and, and the, well, you know, I don't want to charge this much because, you know, I know that if my, you know, primary people, I feel like are not going to have the money to purchase my product or to have, I want everybody to have, you know, million dollar photos. Right, right. I heard somebody talking the other day and they said, you know what? Chanel doesn't care. And Louis Vuitton does not care. If you can afford yeah. their bag, someone mm-hmm. is going to buy their bag. Exactly. And it may not be, yeah. you know, but I don't, I should not have to, to lower my price because I'm trying to put every, make everybody fit in, mm-hmm. in the wagon because Which that's just not your branding. a, that, that, yeah, it just doesn't, it's not going to work that way. So mm-hmm. it's not that I'm trying to, to short people out, but we have to be realistic in the products that we are offering and the time and energy that it takes for us to produce those things and how long mm-hmm. you are editing these photos and, and what it takes. I mean, when you came here to my house for these pictures, you mm-hmm. were here for like six hours. Oh, it and was a long time. Go, I remember. Yes. And, and, you and know, then do all the processing and then and the, the, the processing sale and then and the finishing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not. And then talk you a, into buying more. Go, and then talk me into buying <laughs> my pictures. Then convince you pictures. into why these are amazing. <laughs> right, right. Because I just, it's not that I didn't believe so, in your work. I just, you know, it was me being very critical of myself because I had not right. been photographed in so long. 
I just really didn't want to yeah. look at myself. And that was, yeah. and I know that that's probably not like the greatest to admit being the, you know, the business that I'm in, but it, it's the truth. Like that's the whole vulnerable truth is that I yes. did not really see myself in those photos the way that I, I don't know, maybe other people see them. I have no idea, but I could feel your, I could sense these things going on in you. Right. And like we did this session, it was high energy. We accomplished so much in that amount of time, right? Got to know each other a little bit better. Um, then I left. Then we did your sale. So um, in right. four, you know, I have all the images up there. And I'm so excited because in, in listening to what you needed, right, to help tell your story and for right. this business, I knew we had some really cool things. So then we bring them up there. And if I, now this has been a while, but if I remember correctly... You still had not understood, like, why you needed these or you, I basically had to contact you again in a week or two later or something. And I'm like, Caroline, I really think you need to look at these again. Like, I felt so strongly that you, you know how you like feel whether you should, should I, should I push a little bit? Am I? Is it going to be really annoying yeah. for me to push a little bit? And I almost felt over, like I overrode my personal boundaries a little bit. Like I was like, all right, I've never really done this before. But I, in the sense of really kind of insisting, you should look at these again, you know? And, and I just, it was like a, a, a rope I was pulling you in. And I was like, Caroline, you are awesome. Mm. Look at you in these. And can you, and then I was like, can you imagine using this podcast image, like where you might put it on your website? And can you imagine how you look in this dress and how, you know, like in talking about the, the smoothie image and all these cute things. Mm. And I don't know what was going through your head at the time, but I'm so happy that you came around to see the worth of, of those images. And now you've shared that they've been so important to you. I love that. Oh my gosh. They, they have, that is like the soul. I mean, I'm telling you, I've had, I've had to share them more, more like send people headshots more than I've ever done in my whole life, I think. And thank goodness for the ones that I've been able to choose from. And also just to be able to have them to populate my website to get it up and running and going you know and that's because of your pictures it's beautiful it's by the way pictures. oh my gosh oh and your design and i just love what you've done with your website <sighs> i mean it's been a labor of love but let me just tell you the the For pictures sure. make it so i mean just it adds so much character and you know yes character it's, it's, i love that it, it really, it really paints. I think it really portrays me perfectly. Um, Yay! Yeah. No, you are, you yeah, are yeah. fabulous. <laughs> and I hope that everybody that listens to this, like, runs to Susan oh. and books up something with her. Because I'm telling you, you will, one, you will be, like, super pleased. <laughs> and they will probably be, like, the best photos that you've taken in a long time. So, I'll, I'll get off my little soapbox. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Thank you. Okay, so. <laughs> that's the goal. Just to recap, the hard part is going back through all the technicalities and, you know, the formalities of the lighting and the which shutter speed do I use. And I'm sure it's very overwhelming. And then not only that, trying to find your place in the market, you know, just trying to find your way because that's. In the beginning it is, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 
okay, so that's that's the next door. Okay. Um, when you say what is difficult as a if you were a new photographer, it would be the technical, mm-hmm. learning all of that. And then it's like, where is your place in the market? Because you touched on this a moment ago. If you went to McDonald's, now McDonald's tried this out in a couple different places, and, and you live in a place not too far from one of them, where they offered, uh, we expect a certain mm-hmm. certain type of food, and we go there because it's predictable. But when they throw in like a $20 burger, it, it, it just does not compute, right? So we expect we go to Ruth's Chris, if they had if they had a $5 burger, that would not make sense to us. Because of the branding each of these companies has set up, they help us manage our expectations. Well, that's it. As a brand, you have to manage your client's expectations and set up what type of products will be coming from you. So you you don't want to have a brand. You were talking about Chanel, um, you know, mm-hmm. brands that you know you will be spending some money with but they're so luxurious and they have created the desire in your heart for them and then that is what we're doing as our brand so the hard part first maybe you know you want to be a photographer but you're not sure what you want to photograph right so you have to figure that out where does your passion lie and then how can you attract the right people and create the brand that's in your mind and your heart um, and that's a really difficult thing. So for me, it was it was being in organizations where I could see different people. There's no, there's not a wrong right. genre or a wrong way to do it. It's right. like you're going to make a lot of money as a McDonald's or as a Ruth's Chris, right? You're just going to do a lot of hamburgers cheaply, or you're going to do some less of them, but really awesome steaks. So for me, I'm not a high volume, and I kind of watched a lot of professionals in the beginning when I was in my early 20s and I knew nope I don't want to do that I want to do really high quality uh, and attract those people so in my branding I've never you know I, you you want to consider the color so I look to the I look to the brands that we just talked about people like that what's the coloring they're using mm-hmm. what kind of fonts do they use you know and and I think that's such a great real world learning tool when you're trying right. to carve out your place right. in the industry is find something that's similar to the message you want to give and then learn from it. You're not necessarily going and copying it, but you're using it as inspiration to create your own voice. So finding that, the way to price that, how many people you need a year to get the income that you need for you and your family, you know, all of those steps. And when you're in a professional organization, they have courses, they have mentors and all sorts of cool things. And now I'm on the other side of that. So I'm a mentor and I'm able to, you know, listen to problems that, you know, other photographers might be having and be able to help them work through that. So I enjoy that a lot now too. Does that answer that? (laughs) That's really cool. So do you teach like some of these, do you teach some of these classes? Um, I'm a, I like, teaching I have I've I've taught at the um, the national convention before and at the state and local levels and I Mm -hmm. do that but I don't I kind of enjoy the one-on-one or small group um, teaching more I guess because I can just get to know what Mm -hmm. it is listen to them and kind of try to understand what it is they really need I have one photographer who who came in to the studio it was a one-on-one and he um, really nice guy he's great photographer 
and I said, well, come on in and let's let's show me. I had the projector on in the studio through the computer. Show me what your work is like nowadays. And we went through it. And then when he finished, I was like, it was so obvious to me there was one genre that actually made him excited and passionate about what he was doing. So I'm like, um, Kevin, it seems like you really right. enjoy photographing grandparents. And he's like, oh, my God, I love it. I'm like, it shows. It's your best work. He went home and totally changed his business. Wow. And he shared with me even this past August at a convention. That changed my life. He said, I, I do that and I get paid really well for it. And my clients love what I do. And, you know, sometimes you just need an outsider, their perspective to say, gosh, these are really excellent. And you look excited when you talk about these, <laughs> you know. So I really like that type of teaching. I think that's a lot of fun. So... That's really cool. And again, you know, yeah. talking yes. about the things in photography that people probably don't even think about. And, you know, there's so many different things that you can, you know, that you can photograph. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, probably the biggest thing is like weddings and babies, like the Ann Gettys baby pictures. Um, but mm -hmm. there's so much more to photography than that. And, yeah. and just the, you know, some of the things that you're talking about mm -hmm. in, in people even coming to the <laughs> understanding of what they want to specialize in um, is probably a big task unless they just know that's coming why I've right never out done of them. the, you know, photography womb that <laughs> yes. that's exactly what they want it's to do. It's true. But uh, yeah, I knew right I away. Weddings are what? Weddings no, are like I've never been a wedding photographer. Um, I just watched when time. I was in school the last, uh, but if that's what you love, then I mean, that's a couple's portrait. It. So yeah, that's I mean, like, people come in for that. Um, so you've never a, done weddings? a lot of times the wedding photographer includes that with their package. Um, so it's not it's like not a big genre photos. for me. Uh, but I definitely, you know, get people like that. And then I'm happy to do a, like a loving couple's portrait for them. And sometimes they just want like a more typical portrait, which, mm -hmm. I, my heart always wants them to, if they're coming to me for, for that portrait, it's, you know, I'm a little bit more of an investment. So I want them to be attracted to my style of working. So if they come in and say something like, I just want a simple this or that, I'm like hoping, hoping that we are a really good match. And I'm going to have them talk to me about what they like about the website mm -hmm. be like have you been to studio-t.com yeah so they'll I'm like let's go to that section and talk to me about what you liked because like when we talked about it I asked you to make a, a Pinterest board or a mood board mm -hmm. to help communicate to me your ideas for the session right and I love to do that on any genre um, and mm -hmm. then I can look at that and I get this amazing insight into your brain and what you're looking for. So if I if it jives with what you're verbally speaking to me right. when I see the images, it that's the perfect thing to happen because I know right away how to create something you'll love. Sometimes there's a little bit of a disconnect where mm -hmm. you're they're telling me one thing that they want, but they really haven't found the images, you know, online to translate mm -hmm. that. So then it involves maybe more of a conversation or maybe we get started and then we talk about the images on the back of the camera a little bit. But one of the things, and you know, since digital has come around, right. um, so I've had 
I started, I graduated a long time ago. Uh, so half of my career was in film and the other half in digital. And now we're running around to where the digital is starting to uh, surpass the time in film. Uh, but I think I kind of feel privileged that I was around for that transition and to have worked as a professional for several years as a film photographer. Um, and then to see like the advantages um, it took a while, like 10 uh -huh. years for those real advantages to happen, uh, in the digital world because the quality wasn't quite there, but it also caused photographers to be able to do their own processing more. If you were black and white, you know, you would probably process your own, but if you were color, plenty of people did that, but many less. So you relied on a color lab to do that. And you had less control. Mm. And then when you sent your images into the lab, you know, you, you checked that you wanted them retouched, you know. So someone else uh, sort of was in charge of part of translating your vision like that. So when you translate that now into a, a digital world, and I have the tools right mm -hmm. here in Photoshop and Lightroom uh, on my computer, right. like you might have shown me some images that maybe had light flares or things that were made for emotion right. and your business super emotionally charged. So I knew in, in creating the, in post-processing, which is just as much time as you spend doing the photography or more you're doing outside of that session to create the looks. So I would add more light coming in from the sides or from the back to give the warm, fuzzy feeling and the things that you needed for your clients. And then if I'm photographing a law firm or a lawyer, I have a judge coming up this weekend. Um, you know, and then I even have like uh, tomorrow I'm doing um, 40 40 people's headshots in a um, cybersecurity firm, you know, so like that's what's so cool about my job. I get so many different things. Every day is something different, you know, and and I kind of, I mean, I feel passionate about getting it right for each one of these people is, is really important to me, so. That's really cool. Like, I mean, literally, you know, I know I told you how I found you. I just, I just Googled like, I was like, oh yeah, well, I got to get a headshot. So I guess I better start looking because I don't know any photographers in Orlando. So I just Googled and I looked up photography and you were like at the top of the, I looked up portraits and then I'm like, well, is that headshots? I don't know. But I looked it up and then your website was there and that's how I found you. And when uh -huh. I went to your website, I was like, oh my goodness, these pictures are Wow. I don't know. This might be way over the top for my headshot, but I'm going to just give it a try. I think I sent you like a, like a information, like email or something like on a Saturday afternoon. And you like sent me a right, like a message yep. right back. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I really need to use her now. Um, and so that was it. Note to self. And I am so glad that I. Note I mean, to self. Yeah, no. <laughs> I am so blessed that I, mm. I have you. Well, I also am very grateful to have, you know, been able to go through that journey with you. And I love seeing you at this, not the end of it, at this beginning of it for you, where you're, you know, you're having so much fun attracting the right people to you and making a difference in their lives. I love that. And that's because you, you helped like photograph me so that they could see like, you know, my, a little bit of my vision. So, okay, so let's see. So we went over the good, we went over the difficult. Let's see, what is a good, um, what's the maybe, what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned about photography that's taught you something 
like a life lesson, but you've learned it through photography? Um, I, I guess I would say that as you go through life, you have so many points of joy and so many points of pain. And as you travel through and experience these things and feel them in your gut and in your heart, through photography, I can help someone remember those amazing moments and that helps them get through the hard moments. And for me personally, you know, I've lost both of my parents and uh, many years apart. Like my mother passed away when I was in my 30s. Uh, my father passed away three years ago. Um, and I would say one of the lessons I learned was don't wait. Because here I had my two children were like three and five or almost six. And um, I didn't do this amazing portrait with my mom. Like I had always, oh yeah, I'm going to do this portrait where you're reading to the girls. You know, they were little. Uh, we lived back to back, like her house right behind mine. The kids, you know, I always had the, oh, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. Well, guess what? She then got a diagnosis. And then I didn't want her to think that I didn't think she was going to make it. So I didn't ask her to do a portrait then. I would never make that mistake again because she was never well enough to do it after that and then passed away. So, um, I would say a huge life lesson and I try, it's a hard thing to, to talk to someone about because it's not a happy thing to talk about that, you know, obviously there's life and there's death and let's celebrate the life while it's here and let's not have regrets. Right. Uh, oh, I meant to do that portrait of my, of my grandparents. Are your grandparents still around? You know, let's honor them let's bring them in let's do the extended family portrait this is a particularly difficult genre to get right because you are posing so many people um and you're wanting them my goal is that they all look good together too in the clothing and everything so it's a little bit of a a thing to go through and people Mm -hmm. think about that they're like oh my life is so busy i don't want to have to try to so what i do for them is listen to those things and create the plan for them put it in an email that they can send to those extended family members that talks about our goals, the colors for them to choose from, why solid colors are better than patterns. And then it takes it off of their shoulders. And if they want to complain about something, all they have to do is go, Hey, that's from the photographer. <laughs> you know. So, so I think that I've learned to really celebrate those times and enjoy them. And if you can celebrate it, and put it on your wall to enjoy on a daily basis, that to me in my profession is the ultimate. To make a piece that is so heartfelt and and artful, right? Because I think the difference between the family portraits that I was lucky to have as a kid was Olin Mills, and I used right. to make fun of them yep, yep. Olin Mills. You're My right. mother would say, you can't make fun of them because we wouldn't have had family portraits if they weren't there. And I said, right. you know what? You are right, Mom. You're so right. And I am yeah. grateful to them. But when you saw those portraits on our walls, they were cringeworthy as time went on, right? Because it was like the 70s and everybody wore their favorite outfit and everything clashed. So from my life experience, I take it to heart to create an image that is styled so that it looks good in your home forever. So that it's not trendy, but it's very stylish, you know? And that to me is the difference between 
something iconic. like that it's there iconic for you it's it's the style of your family at this moment without wearing yeah. the bell bottoms which i love bell bottoms but Me without too. wearing the bell yeah. bottoms or the stripes um you know something that's just elegant whether it be casual or formal or somewhere in between that you're always proud to have on your wall hmm. that's i mean i am i'm definitely and from the point that we lost my mom, because we did do one last portrait, but she was so skinny by then, we had to put like a puffer jacket. It right. was the winter and we did it outside uh, on her. And um, I, I love, even though I know that that wasn't mom as we knew her all the time, we, we were already doing regular family portraits, mm-hmm. you know, like once a year. And I see realistically for my clients, like every three years, um, because you know it's a little it's an investment it's a great investment that pays more with each passing year but i understand it's a little bit to get together uh but that way you're catching your kids at different stages and then once your kids are adults it's really as they start having their kids you know and um i have families that they're still they're coming in every three years because now we have you know two more marriages i have five more grandchildren you know and so that's a really fun thing to watch when it went from i started by doing all of their high school senior portraits crazy and now you know it's them Mm. all married with their children so it's pretty cool that that's an enjoyable part so as well again just things that you don't really you don't think about and it just pictures are they're priceless, but they're also worth like a thousand words. You know, you can, like I said, go back to those moments in time where, you know, you remember Mm -hmm. what you were wearing and what somebody said and something funny that happened or whatever it is. It lives Mm -hmm. in that photo. The dog that ran off in the other direction. You know, (laughs) it just always lives in that photo. The memories live in that photo. So, wow. This has been so insightful. Would you say so? Oh, yeah, I, I like hearing from from other people's perspectives. Um, one thing I also was you made me think about was um, I think one reason people would hesitate and that you felt the same and I would feel the same is the fear factor. Mm-hmm. And you go, why would anybody like you don't really think of that for this, but they're afraid to not be portrayed in a good light. Mm-hmm. They're afraid that you're going to look overweight you're afraid that you're going to look older you're afraid you're not going to you're just going to not like like yourself Mm -hmm. in it whereas if you find the right photographer the right portrait artist Mm -hmm. who will really listen to that and watch for you and do that directed posing and all those good things well then you can you can be portrayed in the light that you want and you have to also communicate if you have like if I have someone that says oh I don't like my arms well I'm going to make sure that you wear a long sleeve shirt and then I'm going to pose you in a way that that's not going to be an issue for you you know so I think it's important to make sure that people communicate to their photographer the issues they may personally feel that they have whether they're real they're real or not they're real to them right right so it has to be um you know, treated in a sense, you know, and if it's, and if you can, sometimes I'll say, you know what, they're like, can you take 20 pounds off? I'm like, well, I can definitely help you in that. And then if you see you need more, I can take more off, not, you know, like I'll do the posing first, then in post-production, I can also help you with more of that (laughs) if you so choose. (laughs) That's crazy. Like I wouldn't, I mean, I guess, I guess when you see like magazine photos, the the, the cover oh, yeah. of the magazines, and you're like, you know what, if 
if if I could if you did that for me, then exactly. We could all look that good. And it really has nothing to do with like the person on the cover. And I think that's what is so. And this is probably the side. This is the tangent that I would go on. Is that I love being retouched. Don't get me wrong. But I think there comes a point where it can be. It becomes yeah. obsessive. And then everybody judges themselves on yep. this person who has one already spent 500000 mm-hmm. on themselves, fixing themselves, and then they're retouched again. So, of course, they look like a yeah. million dollars, literally, because <laughs> that's took. probably what they spent. So, There's a balance. You know, I would expect mm-hmm. to look like that. But don't make it your standard of this is my entire worth because you can be super fabulous on the outside, but Mm -hmm. your mindset and the way you feel is going to determine your path that you're going in life. And that's, you know, I think that's the hard part for people to, and especially the younger, I want to say like my girls, you know, they're young and I think you have some young girls. They were too, young. Not young, like 10, 11, <laughs> but our girls are teenagers and, and, and young yes. college girls. But I mean, they, they're so subjective to that, that you know, um, that standard of... The, the Instagram of, beauty. Of what people yeah. are supposed to yeah. look like these days. Yeah. What you, right. what, All of that stuff. Yeah. It is, to and me, a, it is, what you're saying is a real balance because when somebody wants me to do like a huge amount of retouching, it's it's tough because you know they're really not in a good place. Um, I mean, I'm glad to help them with it. I, I'm here, I have the tools to do what you would like. But I would also like it to make sure that it actually bring your, it, yourself, it comes through your eyes. The, the quote on my new lovely brand says beauty is how you feel inside and it reflects in your eyes. It is not something physical. Sophia Loren said this. And to me, it's like for all of us who are like, well, I'm not a supermodel, right? But when you're in front of the camera and you're talking and the conversation is happening and you feel Mm -hmm. good, it comes out in your eyes and your expression and it makes you so beautiful that no, you know, that, I'm just there to catch it at the right moment, you know? And, you know, when I, when I, I guess when I looked at my photos initially in my head, I knew that I had not hired anyone to do my hair. I knew that I did not have anyone there to do my makeup. It was literally just what I threw together. And I I felt a little bit like, well, Mm -hmm. is that good enough? Like, did I do a good enough job? And I... I think that that's another uh-huh. place that I struggled was I don't look like maybe I was comparing myself to like what you would see if someone did like a super duper headshot where you could see like they have fake eyelashes and they have the, you know, the their lips are super defined and everything is just oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, way yeah. you can tell that like their eyes are like so shadowed I think and yours, I, you know, but then I thought to myself, that's not me. Yeah. What you see in my pictures is pretty much That's not what your you brand see either. Yeah. Whenever I'm whenever. So that's it. You know, I mean. Yeah. Well, and now we have that this particular line has hair and makeup included. But guess what? You get to say what glam level right. you're comfortable with. So even though you're having your hair and makeup done for you, it doesn't mean 
that you have to have giant right. lashes or crazy hair. It's going to be what your comfort level is or maybe where you're willing to push your comfort right. level a little bit and try something new. Mm-hmm. So that's also very that's, individual. That's good. That's really cool that you're offering that now. I can't wait. Like, I'm serious. Like, I am so excited to go do another photo shoot. And I don't know, you've like sparked this whole this whole fun thing Yay. now that I want to go to. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Because it is fun, fun, right? It's really a lot of fun to create. Um, My Mm -hmm. photo wall, those were fun shots too. With the the collage wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 All of your inspiration. All the time I get like, if if there's like people coming in to do work or something or refrigerator, they, they walk by the wall and they're like, man, how did you do that? That is really cool. And I'm like, well, it's literally just a bunch of pictures that I put up on the wall. And they all find that ah. so interesting. <laughs> it's really funny. Like you would think that it was like this like crazy piece of art. And, and if only they knew that it's just pictures on the wall. Yep. Random photos of just, but it's my personality. So I guess that's right. Exactly. That you exactly. took out of magazines. Right. Yeah. I thought it was a great wall yeah. and it was yeah. fun to yeah, use definitely. as a backdrop for some of your wow. images. So, okay. So we got our life lesson. Let's see what, if, if what would be your piece of advice for a new um, photographer? What do you think should be their top three things that they focus on as they're starting their business? So the top three things that you would tell or a beginning pho- photographer what would you tell them that they should be focusing on right now? Well, we kind of, we kind of could recap because the first thing you want to get okay. is your basic tools, basic okay. functions of the camera, the lights, what you can do with them. You want to join mm-hmm. professional organizations where you can be privy to what is really good work of the genre you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So you have to reach out to where is the best work happening So that you're always in it because you're going to train your eye. So every day when you get up and you're going to start your work, especially as a new person, but I still do this stuff now after 30 years, you know, um, you're looking at images that are like the images you want to create. Mm-hmm. So then your brain is seeing that and then your eye knows to look for it. And when you see it, you're going to photograph it. So it's creating your personal style, which you get to, by looking at lots of different things and then you know the things you like and don't like and then eventually it sort of comes together as your personal style so as a a new photographer you would want to next seek out what Mm -hmm. is your personal style because that will show right what is different from you why are you different than joe schmo right down the road because of your vision so but you can't expect to have that right from the beginning so you're going to try lots of things and then basically if you keep a folder that's like just on your desktop like your favorite images and then like after each session you put one in there and then after a year you Mm. open that folder the style will start to emerge and you're going to see the things that are similar and you can be like oh yeah um it's a it's like magical and i had that happened for me when a mentor photographer like I mean I I started learning from this guy right out of college and then he was like telling me that he was using me 
as an example of how to create a personal style. And I was like, really? Like, it was so exciting to me, you know. And he said, I'm trying to teach so-and-so, so I'm showing them, um, you know, that you have a style. When you go to this type of work and this type of work, you can tell that it's yours. And it's kind of an intangible thing. It's like, how do you explain that? But then when you go to someone you really like their work, then you get it. It's just the hard part is just getting there to your own. And it's just continually being thirsty for it, like always out looking for the, the, the type of work that you like. Um, so that was the technique and the style. Um, and we're looking for a third thing. I would say that if you, if you need money, you need to figure out the money. And that's almost, maybe you should do that before the style. <laughs> I don't know. Because you can't afford to stay in business to find the style if you don't have the money. So um, I would say take business courses and take them both inside the photography industry and outside. Because there are some things that kind of get stuck in different industries. Like it's been done that way forever. So they think that's the only way. And if you go outside of that industry, you can maybe imagine some new ways of doing something that might work really well for you. But the business part is so important. Um, you can teach someone the business part. It's harder to teach them the style part. That's something they really have to reach within themselves for. So yeah, technique, style, and, and business savvy. That's what you'll have to get. That's great. That is, that's totally, yeah, I, I totally agree with those three things. And, and to add one more little thing to it, you know, when people, when we, when we are like deciphering our brand in, in how we want people to envision us, like, it's almost like if someone were to open up your website, what, like, what would you, if it was a storefront or whatever it is, like, if they were coming into your building, like what music would you have on? What, what scent would they smell in the background? Um, mm -hmm. What vibe would they get listening or being in your, in your energy, in your space? And that is the, yes. that's part of the essence of the brand. It's like when you want people to totally. see, when they see the double C's on a bag, I know to I keep talking about Chanel and yeah. they're not paying me, but um, you know, people automatically know that that's a small <laughs> bag. So it's like when someone sees your work mm -hmm. in your in your photography, you want people to say, oh, yep, that's Studio T. And I think with enough, you know, with right. enough of your of your touch to it and and what the style that you evoke from those photos, that's what people are going. They're going to say, oh, yep, that's that's Studio T work. I know that. And so I think when you yeah. have that ability to, yep. to harness that from your brand, I think that you've, you've done your job well because you've set yourself apart. And that's right. what you want to do because it's very noisy out there. Oh, so no, I think it's noisy yes, yes. <laughs> if you allow it to be. Um, and, and when you, again, set yourself apart mm -hmm. from the other people, because of your whatever it is that you're doing that's unique to your style, you are going to attract that client mm -hmm. because they're going to see that in your work. You know, right. And, and on that note, sometimes it takes someone else 
to look at your body of work to let you know what your style is because we're so mm-hmm. close to it. Yes, agreed. I agree. With and that too. I remember when I was the wor- the things that you were just talking about about the scent. Uh, and the music playing in the store, because we often, you know, as women, we associate the shopping experience. And I remember every summer before high school, actually you had to do it earlier in the year, for the high school seniors, I would go to whatever the mall of the moment was, and I would see what were the colors coming out, right? And you can go online now and do that, but then that wasn't really, you go and see what are the good colors, I'm going to need backgrounds that go with these colors. And then when I was realizing more about branding and trying to figure out what my brand was and what did I want people how did I want them to see my brand I would go into like um, a chocolatier you know whatever with all the gold wrappers and the tiny store with the chandelier you know and I'd be like oh this is so fancy and you know how does this feel and then I'd go into um, what's uh, like a really cool jeans store and I'd be like, there's funky music and there's maybe a little incense, you know, and then I'd be like, "Ooh, but I feel good here, too. you like, there's so many places that you can have the right energy. So for me, it was kind of combining the luxury. And then you might find me with like classic rock on in my studio with these beautiful framed images up and it kind of a Soho vibe is what I enjoy. And um, the new studio, that's what I'm going for. So totally, it's very cool. Totally see it. Yeah. 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 For me, it's, um, it's, uh, Stevie Nicks dreams. That's me. Oh, love Stevie Nicks. Yes. That is my soundtrack. Nice. That's the message. I think it's cool. I think if the more unique we make ourselves, the better off we are. That's how we're going to stand That's the point right there. You said it. Don't try to be like the masses. How can you not be like everyone else. Yeah. It's better to be yourself than the watered down version of someone else. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's my story. Yep. Well, do you have anything <laughs> else that you think we did not talk about that the the population should know about photography? <sighs> I mean, I'm sure we could do like probably five oh, wow. other podcasts on this, but um I've already kept you now for like, I don't know, it's like over an hour. So we'll, we'll, oh my gosh. Well, I've, I've enjoyed it, you know, tremendously because these are all topics that I enjoy. So, um, I would say if, if you, if you think of, uh, some other interesting topics about photography, I would definitely be open to, you know, having that convo, uh, in the future. Um, It's some, you know, I'm very fortunate, blessed, you know, to have come across this as a means of uh, supporting, as a means of a business. I don't feel like I really go to work. It's it's like they say, you know, find something you love and it doesn't feel like you you're actually going to work. So I feel I feel like when I hear somebody say I have the best job in the world, I know they're in the right place because I wouldn't want to do their job. Right. But I feel like I have the best job. So I know I'm doing the right thing. And um, so I think that's what we're all striving for. And I, I really feel for young people or all people of all ages that are going through a life change where they're having to change yeah. their career. It's tough. It, it is, really is tough. tough. It I is have tough. friends going through it. And I just my heart, I just want to do something to make it all better for them. And um, and it's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So find, yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds I a little corny, that. but find your bliss. Yes. Where are you happy to get up and go be? You know, that's, that's the thing. I'm happy to, to get up and photograph. Um, are there any, is there any promotions or anything, not promotions, but like, are you doing anything special like for holidays or is there any, anything special that's going yes. on that you can so talk about? What I have right now is the time of year where people are booking uh, extended families and family portraits because they are going to be here for the holidays. So um, that's, that's okay. something happening now. Also, uh, lovely Contemporary Beauty Portraits is a new line that's on the website at studio-t.com. And for, for now, for a limited time, the session is $9.95, and that includes their hair and their makeup, their guided um, posing portrait okay. session with like five outfits, and $500 towards their gorgeous print products. And a good oh, amount wow. of them are done in Italy now, and they're exquisite. So it's a lot for the the ticket. You know, of course, you're going to want to purchase uh, right. probably more than what the 500 will cover. Um, but it is a nice right. chunk to put towards whatever order you would like. Right. And right. have the, the pampered experience of the hair and makeup and just, you know, relaxing and having a great time. So that's what's happening. Totally. It's a great that sounds like a yeah that sounds like maybe I could swindle them into getting me that for like a or Christmas mom's Christmas gift or mom's early Mother's Day gift yeah yeah you should do that you should like do that as like a mom's early or mom's early Mother's totally. Day totally yeah yeah portrait I think moms. my marketing yeah. guy is going to be uh doing some Facebook ads he's he's been they've okay. been rocking the Instagram lately um, so yeah, I have help where I don't, I am a solopreneur, but I do have, maybe that's one of the points that we should make is you can't do it all. So I have a no. bookkeeper. Yeah, I have, amen to that one too. Yeah. 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 I have uh, a re I like, I do all the finishing retouching, but I have a retoucher that I trust mm -hmm. that does the basics, you know, the hair strands right. under the eyes, you know, uh, any, you know, stray dust, stuff like that. And then I go in and create the look that right. I want. But if I didn't have her doing the base stuff, that would take me a lot longer for, for that. So finding yeah. the things that you're good at and spend the time to do that and then hiring someone else to do the stuff. I mean, once you're at a point where you can do that, you know, hire someone else right. to do the stuff that's not, you're not the best at. Yeah. So I think that's important. I have a web person. I have a bookkeeper. I have a tax person. You know, I have a retoucher. So, yeah, it's just me on my daily day in the business. But I have all these support people. And we are we are not an island. So I have lots of th people supporting the island. <laughs> I don't have anybody supporting yeah. the island. So I'm going to – I'll be there one day. But right okay. now – Okay. You're, you you're do my it support. too. <laughs> you're just taking my photos. <laughs> I am. I'm here to support you. <laughs> yes, yes, you can't do yes. it all from the beginning, but no, as you can, no. yeah. Yes, as I can. Yes, you're. Yes, exactly. Well, I want to thank you so much for being part of this, and it's been such an amazing, I think, interview, and I've loved our topics, and I, I think we've covered a lot of ground, and we've probably put a new spin on photography that maybe people are not going to think of. And, um, and that's the point. Yeah. I want to bring the, the unique to the conversation. So thank you very nice. much. And I look forward to uh, talking 
with you again. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to photographing you again soon. (laughs) It's going to be a blast. (laughs) She's gorgeous. It's easy. (laughs) It's a team, baby. We we can't do one without the other. (laughs) Yep. All right. Definitely. I would love, I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Good luck. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Tried and True Podcast. For more information on how you can reach Studio T Photography, check out my podcast page, triedandtruewithcaroline.com. All of her information will be there. And don't forget to check her out on Instagram as well. And wait, before you go, I would really love it if you could go leave a review on iTunes. I would love to hear your feedback and it would really help me get this podcast going. And don't forget to subscribe so that you are sure not to miss any episodes. Direction is everything and I'll see you next week.